Hello dear listeners, this is Miriam Joku, your host at the Overcoming Your Story podcast. Today in the second episode of the Family Dynamics series, I will talk about the narcissistic mother. Initially, I wanted to talk about the narcissistic parent, but I think I will just focus on the narcissistic mother. But I guess it's these are traits you can also use for a father. A narcissistic parent can be defined as someone who lives through their child and who is possessive of their child and also who engages in marginalizing their child where they criticize, put down their child. Typically, this kind of parent perceives the independence of their child as a threat and they force their child to exist only in their own shadow with unreasonable expectations. In a narcissistic parenting relationship, the child is not loved only for the person that they are. They are made to feel that the person that they are is not enough. It's conditional love. It's not unconditional love. Before we go deeper into this uh, episode, I just want to preface by saying that all what you will hear in this episode doesn't mean that you have to go and start hating or blaming your your parent if if they fit what we are describing here they did what they could that's the reality of it uh, they are doing what they can with the tools that they received and if they are like that it's certainly that they didn't go through a loving safe warm childhood themselves and that's how they came out of it so the goal is not to blame as usual but for us to to understand the dynamics, to hear from them, um, so that we find freedom, inner peace. If we are parents, we maybe we we learn the tools to bring other things to our children, right? So after that, I will start with a quote, and this quote comes from the book "Will I Ever Be Good Enough?" by Dr. Cariel McBride. I will put it in the show notes. So the quote is. Self-trust, self-love, and self-knowledge can be taught to a daughter only by a mother who possesses those qualities herself. Self-trust, self-love, and self-knowledge can be taught to a daughter only by a mother who possesses those qualities herself. But let's um, dive deeper into the, the traits of the narcissistic mother so the narcissistic mother most of the time she thinks she's perfect she in her mind she's the perfect mother there's no better she shows this image where she wants people to believe she's perfect for the narcissistic mother the image is everything the image is stronger than everything the image is the prisoner she is in and in which she holds her children there are two sides to them. There's what they really are and what they want the world to believe. So they want to project this image to the world and so that people believe that they are grandiose, they are magnificent. And so in that sense, they want to use their kids as a way to bolster this um, public image, right? Um, they want their kids to get straight A's in school so that people will praise them. Oh, your kids are so wonderful. 
they want to help in the cafeteria, coach uh, the baseball team so that people say how great they are and stuff. So it's really about the image. And uh, where it becomes tricky for the children is that at home, they get the other side. It's like, a, I wouldn't say Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but um, at home, it's not like that. At home, when when the cameras are gone and the show is off, uh, the show is not going anymore well, the narcissistic mother can be quite um, distant and even cold. Is not interested in the nitty-gritty of parenting. Um, they want the big day, you know, the day of the prize, but they don't want to do all what it takes, um, uh, you know, to nurture the child to get there. They are more interested in the celebration than frying uh, all the buff buff for the celebration, if I might speak like that. It's always all about them. It's about how the people praise them. Their kids are an extension of themselves. So they don't see their kids as uh, whole human beings. They see their kids as an extension of themselves. They even believe that their kids belong to them and they can do whatever they want with their children. So they have very high expectations for their children. My, my child, you will go to Oxford and then you will go to Harvard and that's all. And if you don't do it, I will cut you off. You're not my child. You have to uphold the family name. You have to make your family proud. I'm not saying that these sentences are always um, manipulative, um, narcissistic, but, you know, it can be. The narcissistic mother can be very manipulative, can use, can manipulate people to get to her, to get things out of them manipulate her children, uh, people outside. They, they tend to, they can also be very charming and they can be very controlling over their children. When we talk about love for a child, well, there's unconditional love. It doesn't, so there's vulnerability, there's tenderness and all those things. And I think these parents, they grow up, they don't have that um, because what they know is power, right? Because as a parent, you're the authority figure, but authority is different from power, right? Authority, you know, you're the grown-up, you're the responsible, you're responsible for your children, but it doesn't mean that you have to put a dynamic of domination over your children. So this kind this parent puts this dynamic of domination over their child where their child has no voice, no space. So the narcissistic mother controls the narrative. They control what you, you, so you see reality and they tell you what that reality, what reality you should be seeing. And that's not what you're seeing. So it's actually gaslighting. So you refuse your feelings. You don't, you see something and they tell you you're not seeing it. You see it's blue, they tell you it's green. So, and there's no space for you to say, but actually that's not what I see. If you say that, they feel threatened, they will, they can beat you up and things like that. So it's very damaging. They make themselves really very, very small in order to accommodate the parent. Sometimes when the kid dares to confront them, uh, they can even call like family members to tell everybody what a bad kid you are. And then, yeah, it can backfire really bad. So they, they portray that and this kind of um, mother can have is that they can present themselves as victims you know 
Um, it's always about them, poor them, since they were born, things have been so hard on them, no one ever helps them, uh, they are all alone, people are out to get them, they are so mean, people are jealous of them, parenting is so hard, nobody is helping me in this house, uh, since I was a child I have been suffering, there's never been anybody for me. When this kind of parent goes to the child to complain like this, um, the child gets really overwhelmed because children love their parents, so the child wants to help their parent. They feel guilty that they cannot help the, make the parent feel better, even though it's not their role, let's just say that there. So they feel really guilty. But then again, it's a very ambivalent because at the same time, they feel angry. They feel angry that it's always about the parent, how the parent feels, how hard it was for the parent. They had to walk eight kilometers to go to school with no water, no food. It, it's always about the parent and it's never about the child, like the child is never seen. So there's, even though they maybe most of the time it's not expressed, there's like, hidden guilt um, and, and, and shame, right? Uh, and uh, anger, you know, for never feeling seen. And then this kind of parent who may, might want to get validation for all the good things that they do. They, there's this, um, the narcissistic mother might be the type to go out and help so many people, and, this, and then and then they just oh you're so lucky you have, your mother is so amazing look how she she fundraised for kids uh, at the other end of the world and then um i don't know maybe you you need a pullover and then your mom has been putting off bringing you to the store to get the pullover you know and, and that's your reality and you cannot tell anyone because if you tell anyone you're the liar she's controlled the narrative so much everybody sees the world, she's manipulated everyone so well that you cannot go out and actually say that it's not true. So these kids, they often suffer in silence because when the doors are closed, the parent they get can be cold, can be distant. When the, the people pray, praising them are not there around to look, they can, they can really show themselves to be very different to their children, especially when sometimes they see their children as... Um, as an inconvenience. Some of them even hold grudges against their children that uh, uh, it's because the children, sometimes they will say really cruel things like, you ruined my life. If it, was, if it was not because of, if it was not you, if you were not in my life, I would have married off and gone with this person. He didn't want children and things like that. My youth, uh, my beauty is gone because of you. Some there, Sometimes it can get really, um, really horrible. And then also they can have really very strong judgmental views of others, like very critical of other people, rigid judgmental views. But when they meet people that they are critical of, um, ironically in public, they will laugh, put up face, look very charming and sweet. And once they get home, they're, they're very, you know, they seem to have like so high no one does anything right. They are very special. They've got it all right. And other people don't understand anything. They, they criticize how other people live their lives. And what does it show the kid? So these negative, rigid worldviews can also be passed on to the child, number one. And number two, it shows the kid that 
if you don't follow the rules, you can be ostracized. You you can lose. Uh, your mom will take away the love because you know you're not up to their standard. So just some manipulative techniques that a narcissistic mother can use, so they can guilt trip their children. I've done everything for you, and you're so ungrateful. I sacrificed my life for you. Um, you know, these words, there are so many moms who do that. They will even start crying. I give everything for you to, to have the opportunities you have today. You know, they, they want so they want to be glorified for even just feeding their children, children they chose to bring into the world. But, you know, it's as if um, the child has to build a shrine to, to every day play, pray and glorify the, the, the mother. So they also blame it's your fault that I'm not happy. It's it's because I had to raise you that I didn't, I don't know, go take that flight attendant job and have the best life. Um, they also shame. You failed at school again. Uh, you're an embarrassment to, to, to the family. They will negatively compare children. Why can't you be as good as your brother? Uh, why can't you be as good as the, uh, that child down the road? Your mates are building houses. What are you doing here? So it's always um, this comparison that leaves the child feeling really uh, not worthy. And they can put so much pressure. Um, you, will, you will go to Oxford and have that degree. If not, uh, I will cut you out or something, you know. And they can also use punishment uh, and reward. If you don't graduate from X college, uh, I will cut off your support. So um, you're not my daughter if you do this or if you don't do that. So it's really all conditional love. And also the narcissistic uh, mother can create a very dependent relationship with their child where they want the child to depend on them, to hear from them, to because they need someone to manipulate. They need someone to look up to them as if they were a god and uh, what better than a small child to to do that to groom to teach how to be like that so um so this reminds me too that most of the times these mothers they they would divide the their kids into two groups you have the you have what they call the black sheep and then the golden child so the the black sheep is the child that gets all the blame, gets all the whatever. And then you have the golden child. It's like uh, the child that uh, does it all right, that uh, has the favors of the narcissistic mother. And you might think that being the golden child is good, but it's not in that the golden child lives in a fantasy world that is constructed by the mother telling them that they are the best if they have difficulties, if they have problems with other people, they are jealous and everything like the golden child doesn't live in reality. And when they go out into the world, they see how they have such a hard time coping because reality will not treat them. The outside world will not treat them with that sense of entitlement that their mother treated them with. And actually what happens with the black sheep is that they they can start their healing journey actually earlier because they they tend to understand the dynamics of the family earlier and then they might seek help and support from people outside the family because they're not getting any in the family. So it might actually be turn out to be good for them. 
and also the narcissistic mother can start um, competing with the daughters, especially when the daughters start getting, uh, um, start becoming teenagers, you know, their bodies transforming, they start looking like a woman, they, the narcissistic mother can really feel threatened and like say really mean things um, about the, the body, clothes, I mean, especially as the, the child grows and gains uh, maturity and independence. Um, because um, if you remember the episode about the immersed families, it's when the narcissistic mother feels that the child is uh, becoming their individual self and is separating and they don't have so much uh, control, especially if the this child's starts thinking for themselves, choosing their career, their studies. Yeah, the mother can become really aggressive and uh, critical of their child, of uh, if they have a partner, very critical of the partner, the friends and things like that. And uh, also we have to say that because of this need for people to admire them, right, the narcissistic mother can actually be quite neglectful because they are so obsessed with having a wonderful career, having, um, you know, shining in society, um, having uh, personal adventures and hobbies that they they neglect. They don't take the time to to raise their children, so that's uh, that's an aspect of it too. Since they believe they are the perfect parent, they they don't know how to apologize. They don't want to lose face. They always want to show you that they are doing well. You know, they feel that's what they should be doing. I think in African families, the the guilt tripping of the na- narcissistic mom is something. You know. After all what I've done to you, I sacrificed all my life for you. And many daughters have heard that kind of thing. So um, before we go on to the consequences, I will just quickly share about my own experience um, in the dynamic. Um, so in my early childhood, my mom was not there. So, But my sister was there. But uh, so when we reunited when I was a teenager... When my my sister too was a teenager, my mom, I don't know, I think she felt threatened because she didn't know us and she saw how close we were and, you know, she had, that's how, that was her way of feeling emotionally safe. But these things that I'm telling you today, I, I didn't know them then, right? She got into the relationship between me and my sister and uh, she installed this um, triangulation Somehow, I don't know how it happened, but if I needed to speak to my sister, instead of calling my sister, I called my mom. If my sister needed to speak to me, she called my mom. And we never spoke directly. So my mom was feeding us information that was not right and manipulating us, basically. Um, Always complaining to me about my sister and apparently also complaining about me to my sister. And complaining to one of our uncles in Cameroon twice a week about how we are such bad kids and everything that we didn't know but so yeah it was really bad so for years I didn't get along with my sister and it's only a couple of years ago when uh, like shit hit the fan that uh, 
we talked and we undid like years and years of, oh my God, that's not true. I never said that and things like that. So we've healed that relationship and uh, we we are very, very vigilant not to get manipulated again by our mom because we know she does that to feel safe, but it's very destructive. So, um, and for me, it was even harder because my sister was the, even with the triangulation, she was the black sheep. So she detached from the family a long time ago and she healed and she she started her healing journey a long time ago. My healing journey is more recent, but I'm so grateful. We are so close again, just like we were when we were children. So she helps me a lot. When I hit the hurdle, I call her and then she, she talk, we talk things through because, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate the support. I also go to therapy. That helps a lot. Finding that freedom and that inner peace, you know, from, uh, I think what I struggle with the most is the guilt because I, uh, I was groomed to take care of others, like compulsively take care of others. So I'm taking deep breaths and, uh, but for my mom, it's really hard because I, I really feel this impulse to want to fix her life. And uh, it's not because I just feel it. She she would repeat it to me over and over. Oh, I know you will help me find a house, a, a boyfriend, this, a job. So, you know, I, I was putting so much pressure on myself to do all of those things for my mother. But today... I know that that's not my role, you know, that's that's her role. She's responsible for her happiness. I have to, you know, mind my own business, as they say. So that's a good transition into the consequences and possible actions we can take. So the consequences is that if you, if you are a child and you grew up with a narcissistic mother and you become an adult, so the consequences are that you feel that you're never good enough or valuable enough. You're deeply afraid to speak up confidently and challenge others because you were not raised to challenge. You had to stay in line. Um, if you challenge, you were, you were seen as threatening and that had consequences, right? So you didn't know how to speak your mind and uh, you question your value um, you enter relationships that are dramatic and then you, you, people don't treat you well and you let them. And also you're very, very attuned to what everyone around you is feeling. You can sense you, you, you're hypersensitive, you know, to what people are feeling because that's what you had to do with your narcissistic parent. You were never safe. So when they were home, you had to you start walking on eggshells. You have to really be careful and, you know, to capture the mood, to see how it's what's going to go for you. Um, so this is like terrible boundaries crossing. So it leaves you unable to protect yourself from the emotions of others because you just take everything in. These children who become adults, adult children, they are chronically unsure of themselves. They overworry about what others think of them. They are deeply insecure um, because they never experienced unconditional love. So everything was conditional. There was nothing. They they were not loved for who they they were. They 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 don't know. They don't know that you can be loved just for being yourself. 
And so they struggle in their relationships at work, with friends, in romantic relationships. They, they really um, they struggle a lot. And this wears them out. They feel tired. They, they just feel like, oh, how come I cannot get to do relationships when everybody, uh, it seems so easy for everyone. They become perfectionistic. So they feel like when I do get that next achievement, finally I will feel valuable and it never comes you know it never comes and they don't understand why so what do you do then if your mom is a narcissist so you 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 have to set boundaries so you as an adult you have to you have to step into what we i already talked about in the enmeshment episode you have to work on yourself on building your getting awareness of who you are, getting to know yourself, what you like, building your self-confidence, you know, going to therapy, testing out, just trying to build a strong core. And then in the relationship to your mother, you have to set boundaries, not only to your mother, but even to other people. You have to learn to set, like create and maintain healthy boundaries. Uh, be clear, like tell people what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And when they when they, they cross your boundaries, remind them. And, um, you know, if they keep crossing, then maybe those are relationships you can get out of. I know that for our mothers, it's not so easy. Some people choose to, you know, to go no contact, as they say. They don't talk to the, their mother because it's just too much. Maybe the mother said, I brought you to this world. I have the right to abuse you if I want because you belong to me. And then the child is like, okay, that's enough. And they leave or something like that. But if you choose to deal with your parent, you have to set those boundaries. You are an adult. Just remember, you can say, okay, I don't want to talk about this. I don't feel comfortable talking about this. And uh, voila, you know, you just set boundaries. Also, you know, the narcissist feeds off your reaction, your emotions, you know, what you give, right? So you try to stay calm um, in, in discussions. Don't give reactions that can make them feel as if they have control over you because that's what they're always trying to, to, um, to do. So you have to stay calm. You have to become as boring. You have to become very boring for the narcissist. So don't feed them information that, because they live, narcissistic mothers live through their kids. So they need that, that as they call it, narcissistic supply. They need all the information they can get so that they can be living vicariously through their children, right? So just become as boring as possible. Um, try to keep like really private information private. Um, yeah, learn those healthy boundaries to protect yourself. Have some planned sentences in your mind um, to get out of some conversations, you know, like an exit strategy um, or, you know, you say you have to get going or we just have to agree to disagree, you know, things like that um, to get out of some conversations or situations. And then also like really accepting to let go of the need to take care, of the pressure to take care of your mother. 
uh, to make her happy, to be the perfect daughter, you know, the, I wanted, I so wanted to be the perfect African daughter, you know. Um, yeah, just letting go of that and taking the pressure off and knowing that it's not your job to make your mom feel special, needed, happy, celebrated, you know. Uh, you don't have to sacrifice everything to make that happen. That that you have the only person you have control over is yourself. It's not your mom. So, and then I would say get help. You know, go see a therapist. Um, if you're not ready to see a therapist, come see me. Um, I'm a trauma informed coach, or go see another coach, or speak to your friends. You know, start somewhere. That's what I'm trying to say. Speak to your friends, be vulnerable, be sincere when you share because you you were taught to hide what you really feel because it has to look good. No, if you want to talk about your family um, dynamics and you have like close friends you trust, like really tell them how it is so that you will see some of them will tell you that it's not normal. They will explain to you why it's not normal. Then you start maybe getting some consciousness Um and also, if it's too much, you can just decide to have limited contact with your mother. You know, just put some distance, uh, be it physical or, you know, and just put some distance to protect yourself and uh, respect your feelings. Um, there are a few things that you shouldn't expect from your narcissistic mother because she doesn't know there's a problem. So don't expect an apology. Don't expect they will apologize um, they will always have excuses for their behavior. They will justify. They will say how um, it's someone else's fault. Did someone give them bad information? No one told them. My mom used to say, no one told me that I should live with my children. People gave me wrong information. People are so mean and things like that. So it was everybody else except hard when we were trying to confront her with certain realities or she would start crying and then we can we couldn't confront her so it was never about us at the end of the day it was never about being hurt because she would always transform it into something else um, and also don't try to fix or heal her because you cannot change her, uh, her personality um that's uh, I tried that and it hurts, yeah, because you're trying to change someone else. So you, it's I think what's more important is to build compassion for her struggles and uh, and just know that she isn't conscious of it. You know, she thinks she's okay like that, and and just have compassion. I know where my mom comes from. I know the life she had, and I I don't even. I feel so much compassion for her. I don't know what I would have done if I had lived the life she lived. So I totally, totally have compassion for her for it. Um, but at the same time, I will protect myself and protect my children so that we break the cycle, right? That's the whole goal. Yeah, don't compare her to other mothers. Meet her where she is, you know. Build the kind of relationship with her that makes you feel comfortable makes you not feel icky with yourself and uh, yeah that that's it it's um don't deny yourself to to make your mom happy and uh, take the pressure off 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's not an easy one, but uh, it's a necessary one. I will see what I do next. Maybe um, the dynamic between siblings when they grow up in such a context. We'll see. Thank you for now. Bye-bye.